Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. For 25 years, we ate from the same dish, slept in the same bed, shared the same room. She never had a single thought that didn't echo in my own head. And then one morning, we awoke from a dreamless sleep and discovered that we were strangers. This from an English novel. It is called The Lover I Never Knew. How well do you know your lover? I'm sorry, Mrs. Granby. What are you telling me, Lieutenant? You have to face it. You're saying my husband robbed a bank? He is a member of a gang that robs banks regularly. I know that's a lie. How do you know? I've been married to that man almost 50 years. He can't keep a secret from me. (laughs) I don't know, ma'am. Looks like he kept a pretty big one. Our mystery drama... The Sweet Smell of Murder was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Bryna Rayburn. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Because she's 70. Oh, no. Ella, or Mom, as she's called by everybody, is still as spry as she ever was. It's just that she's thinking about something. What? Well, she doesn't really know. It's just that things have been different somehow between her and her husband, Tom, who everyone calls Pop. Different in what way? Well, she doesn't know that either. But it doesn't matter right now. She's going out in the boat with Pop, the old reliable Becky Ann, a 28-foot cabin cruiser that may be showing its age, but is still the soundest little vessel in the harbor. Hey, Skipper, it's crew coming aboard. Oh, what'd you bring for lunch? Oh, why don't you wait and be surprised? Well, it smells good. Uh, hop down, or do you need a helping hand? No. <laughs> still as spry as you was when you were 18. All right, cast off. Aye, aye, Skipper. <laughs> and we're away. Uh, what's running, Skipper? Blues. Well, that'll be supper. Hey, come forward. Hmm? I want to show you something. Oh, well, what is it? Take a look. Why, it's, it's a brand new ship to shore telephone. Give that lady a cigar. <laughs> I'm not surprised I'd smoke it, too. Where'd you get it? What kind of question is that? I bought it, naturally. Uh, I seen that model in the store, in Braxy's. It costs $2,400. Well, I've done a little better than that. I hope you're feeling chilly. You know that cashmere coat you always wanted? Look at here. All right, Thomas Taylor Granby, all right. Now, you just tell me. Where'd all this money come from? 
Uh, where? Uh, you just give me the answer. All right. You're entitled to an answer. Now, quit stalling, Thomas. I won it. You mean you were gambling? In a way, I guess that's right. I won it in the lottery. When? Last week. You never told me. That's right, I didn't. And why not? Well, I was afraid you'd want to do something foolish with the money. Something foolish? Huh. Yeah, like putting it in the bank, I suppose. Well, yeah, something like that. Uh, how much did you win? Quite a bit, you might say. How much is uh, quite a bit? Now, there's no use pumping me, Ella. I'm not going to tell you. What are you saying? I decided if I told you, I'd, well, I'd destroy your peace of mind. You lay awake nights just worrying about it. But you've got to tell me. You can have everything your heart desires, but that's as far as it goes. This is going to be my secret. Now, we never had any secrets from each other. I figure it's about time we started. Now, Thomas, I'm not about to accept this from you. Oh, what you want to do, some silly arguing or some serious fishing? Hello? Uh, Mama? Well, finally. Why'd you let me ruin supper? You could have called sooner. Yes, but this is the first chance I got. A likely story, but we won't press it. Now, where you been? Oh, never mind. You won't tell the truth anyhow. When are you coming home? Or can't you tell me that neither? Matter of fact, I really can't tell you when I'm coming home. I, I don't know that myself. Thomas, have you been drinking? No. I'm stone cold sober. Well, where are you? I'm in jail, Mama. You, you're where? Oh, never mind. I heard you. I'll be right there. Yes, ma'am. Want some help? No. I was told to look for Lieutenant Sims. That's me. Uh, you, Mrs. Granby? Yes, sir. Hmm. Well, why don't we just sit down for a minute here? Oh, where's my husband? He's being held. And what does that mean? Mrs. Granby, what do you know about all this? About all what? Well, your husband will be arraigned before a judge. He can be represented by counsel. He should be. The judge will probably set bail. But what did he do? Well, he's in it up to his neck. You still haven't told me. He's been caught with the money. What money? The stolen money. What stolen money? He won it in the lottery. Oh. <laughs> Is that what he told you? Yes. He, he said he won it in the lottery. He won $30,000 in a lottery. $30,000? Mm-hmm. Which lottery was that? Well, I, I don't know. He, he didn't tell me. Well, he didn't tell me either. So I checked around the various lotteries. Nobody paid off a winner named Thomas Granby. Well, he, he may have used an assumed name. Good thinking. But all the $30,000 winners are already accounted for. I say all, I can assure you there weren't that many. Well, he, he's never lied to me in all these years we've been married. Really? How do you know? Well, I I never lied to him. I just know, that's all. Well, you must admit there's a first time for everything. Well, can I see him? Sure. And you'd better tell him to start talking. And make some sense. I know what you're going to say. But I don't know what you're going to say. I lied to you about the lottery. All right. The fact is, I found the money. Well, that doesn't sound much better. But it's true. 
$30,000. Please, Mama, I'm telling you the truth. I found it. Yes? I found it in a bag. A bag? Yeah, one of those big shopping bags. You know the kind you get at Millsaps? Yeah, but where did you find it? I found it on the dock. All this money in this big paper bag on the dock? Yeah, I came across this bag, and I couldn't imagine what was in it. Maybe garbage. I looked inside, and it was just packed with these $10 bills. I didn't think there were so many $10 bills in the whole world. Well, didn't you bother to find out who the owner might be? Well, it was nighttime. There wasn't a soul on the dock. And besides, what was it doing there, anyhow? And so? I figured it was stolen money. Thomas. Since they were tens, they probably wouldn't have been marked. They only do that with very big bills, you know. No, I don't know. Have you become an expert on crime? Please, Mama. It was wrong. All wrong. It, it's just that... I, I don't know. I worked hard. I thought we'd have enough to retire on comfortably. But things get tighter every year. Well, that doesn't give us the right to steal other people's money. No. It doesn't give us the right. I know that. I don't know what got into me. I, I, I shouldn't have done it. But I did. Well, where's the rest of the money? I turned it all over to the police when they arrested me. I didn't try to hide anything. They didn't believe a word I'm saying. Well... Do you believe me? Sure. I mean it. I, I mean it, too. I have an idea they're going to set a very high bail. They want to hold me here. Well, we'll get a lawyer. That's going to cost money. Don't worry, Skipper. We may have to sell the boat. No. No, we'll do something. We'll think of something. Okay, Granby. You want to talk about it? I told you the truth, Lieutenant. Sure, sure. Why don't you believe me? Uh, let me tell you a little story. Last month, the Third Merchants Bank of Westfield was held up. There was a quarter of a million dollar payroll ready to go to the steel mill. The bandits got away with it. Are you accusing me? There were four men who did the actual stick-up. The fifth man was in the car. That one was you. It was not. The 30,000. That was your piece. <laughs> You're quite a guy with a wheel, aren't you? Yeah, but Lieutenant, I never did... What did you do did... before you retired? And you were a chauffeur, weren't you? You've been driving cars professionally all your life. Well, that's true, but I... And all the money had been registered. Your pals knew about it. So far, yours is the only dough that's come to the surface. Lieutenant, I know it looks bad, but I'm innocent. Mm-hmm. Then how do you account for the money? I told you. I found it. Yeah. Well, at least get yourself a better story. Lieutenant Sims. Mm hmm. Oh, uh, you're uh, you're what's his name's wife? Yeah, his name is Thomas Taylor Granby. Mm hmm. So, what can I do for you? I owe you some money. Really? How do you figure you owe me money? Well, it's been established that the money my husband found was stolen. The money he found. I believe he found it, but that doesn't change the basic character of the money itself. I returned my cashmere coat. And the new ship to shore telephone to the stores. Since I know now what kind of money bought them, 
I was able to get the refunds in full. Now, here you are. $2,840. Oh. Now, take it. It's yours. Mrs. Granby, you're quite a lady. Now, tell me, Lieutenant, the truth. Do you believe my husband is guilty? Mrs. Granby, I, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but the answer is yes. I see. Mrs. Granby? <laughs> Mrs. Granby, you all right? Are, are you feeling all right? Well, do, do you mind if I just, just sit down oh, sure, for here, a minute? You're right here. Just right in this chair. That's it. Yeah. There you are. Take it easy now. Yes. Here, let, let me get you a drink from the water cooler. Uh, no, I, I don't want to put you to any trouble. Kind of trouble? Just right over here. There you are now. You take some of this. Oh, yes. Yes. Maybe, maybe like you. a cup of coffee instead, huh? We, we, we always have some going around here. No, 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 thank you. All right. You okay now? Yes, I, I think so. Hey, look, I'm sorry. It's my fault. Your fault? Well, I shouldn't have come out with it, you know, bang, just like that. When you asked me if I thought he was guilty. Oh, you were only telling the truth, weren't you? Well, after all, I had no right to say it. A person is innocent until he's proven guilty by a court of law. I guess sometimes we... Well, we sort of forget that. Yes, but you... You believe he's guilty. Now, look, I've... I've got opinions. Yes. And they're based on experience, but that... It, it doesn't mean I have to be right all the time. But are you usually right? <clears throat> you know, it's a hot day out there. See, maybe I could fix it up to give you a ride home. Home? No, I, I don't want to go home. Oh? Okay, whatever you say. I... I'm afraid to go home. Afraid of what? Of myself. Why would you be afraid of yourself? Well, I, I'm afraid of what I'm starting to think. Very much afraid. Oh, well, uh, why? Well, suddenly he has thirty thousand dollars, thirty thousand stolen dollars, and he he lied to me when I asked him the first time, and now he he says he found. It. Found it. Well, maybe he did. You don't believe that, Lieutenant. Well, looking at it straight, facing up to the facts, Mrs. Granby, do you believe it? Now, I told you, I'm afraid of what I'm starting to think. Maybe I don't know him as well as I thought. Maybe no human being can ever really know another one, no matter how close you are. Is there always a part of you that is held back, that's closed off? Is he lying to me? Is he? Who knows at this point? Certainly it's a far-fetched story, Pop tells us. But the world, the real world, is crammed full of far-fetched, unlikely stories. Pity the poor writer of fiction. How he labors to create a fairy tale in a world of fantasy. When all the time, in the real world, all around him, happening every day are true stories that are absolutely beyond belief. I'll be back shortly with Act.
perfect harmony and complete understanding. This has always been the dream of couples who are in love. It's been the devout belief of the poets and the dreamers that the longer lovers live together, the more they understand each other. And yet, experience has taught us that many times to grow closer together is also to grow further apart. I was talking to the lieutenant, Pop. Yeah? Well, he says... I know what he says. He wants me to confess. Confess to what? Confess to driving the getaway car and the bank robbery. Well, how can I confess to that? I didn't didn't do it. Yeah. That don't sound like a vote of confidence. Well, why'd you say you won the money in a lottery? Can't a fellow lie to his wife about... about some money once in a while? Not this kind of money. Okay. So I lost my head. It was money. Real money. For the first time in my life. I was tempted. And I gave in. Tell me. Did you drive the getaway car? How can you ask that? You miss being active. You drove for Mr. Sloan. Was always up and around and on the go. Now you're retired. Oh, sure, there's the boat. But I can tell. You've been restless. I wasn't restless. I was just worried about money. You don't believe me. I'll stand by you. That's not the same thing. All right. I believe you. I wish you could say that a little more enthusiastically. I I wish I could, too. It's the lieutenant. Hey, can I, can I come on board? Oh, are you wearing sneakers? No. I'll take your shoes off. Okay. Hey. Hey, nice little boat. Uh, after me, it's his pride and joy. Or maybe I come after it. I wonder if he'll ever see her again. Well, it depends. On what? On whether or not someone can convince him to see a reason. That's someone I can bet. Is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has to be you. I couldn't. Oh, what do you want him to do? Confess? That's the least of it. See, it doesn't really matter if he confesses or not. We've got him with the money and no way to explain it. So he can sit in jail for the rest of his life. But what do you want him to do? Talk. Tell us who his buddies were. Oh. That's how most crimes are solved. You get one of the perpetrators, then you deal with him, and he gives you the evidence you need to bag the rest. Usually a fellow like that can make a very good deal for himself. How good? Well, if there isn't any murder involved, and in this case there isn't, such a fellow can practically walk away from it. You, you mean he can go free? Mm-hmm. That or a very short sentence. And it usually gets suspended. Now, if your husband gave us the other people... He could be back on this boat before you know it. What confederates? We've been married for 48 years. It's been smooth sailing, hasn't it? You always felt you could trust me, didn't you? Well? Yes. You know why? Because it was easy. Nothing ever came up. Now, for the first time, I find myself in trouble, and... Where are you? 
Where are you when I need you? I said I'd stand by you. And I said it isn't enough. What do you want me to say? I want you to say you believe I'm innocent. And if you can't say that, I don't want you to say anything at all to me ever again. Thomas! I don't care how bad it looks, how open and shut the cops may think it is. I'm innocent. And you either believe me or you don't. Oh, Thomas. Thomas. Oh, come on now. Don't get weepy on me. I'm so sorry. It's just I was so scared. Have we got it straightened out finally? Oh, yes, Thomas. Me help rob a bank? How could you now, believe... Thomas, please. We shouldn't talk about it anymore. We have more important things to do. We have to get you out of here. Yeah. Next time you come to visit, bring me a pie and hide a saw blade in it. Oh, Thomas. Make it a blueberry pie. Now, how did the money in that bag ever get on the dock? How do I know? Oh, we have to find out. Uh, how can we find out? I'm going to find out. How? I wish you wouldn't ask me that. Uh, not just yet. How did the money get on the dock, Mrs. Lieutenant? Granby, I don't... I know what you're going to say. It didn't get on the dock. Oh, please, just, just go along with what me. What is the point in speculating? In your experience, has money ever been left anywhere before? Well... Yes, it happens. You know, kidnappings, ransom money. But there's no case of that current that I know of. Well, what else? Oh, payoff. What kind? Any kind. Political, maybe. But why on the dock? Look, like I said, this is all speculation. Now, tell me if this makes sense. Drugs. Well, why not? But, but how do you tie that into a bank robbery? Well, it, it could be that a man involved in the bank robbery wanted to invest the proceeds in drugs. So he, he agreed to leave the money in a bag at the particular dock in payment. But something went wrong. Yeah? Now, the people who were supposed to pick it up never came. Or maybe it was left at the wrong dock. How could it be left at the wrong dock? Well, criminals never make mistakes. They're all such intellectual giants. Uh, no, of course not. Well, that could mean Thomas is telling the truth when he says he found it. Yeah, if you want to draw a very long bow. Or... Well, why is it long? Now, I've been thinking. You say you've got him signed, sealed, and delivered for a trial. Yes, I'm afraid the evidence is against him. Now, all you've got is the bag of money. It isn't beyond belief that he could have found it. Well, it would have been better for him if he turned it in. Remember, he was caught when he spent some. Yeah, sure, but you can't throw the book at him for that. And the jury would understand. Besides, he has a clean record. He's never been in trouble. Well, for your sake, I hope you're right. Well, are there any clues? Clues? What kind of clues could there possibly be? Well, there's the shopping bag Thomas says he found the money in. Did he turn it over to you? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a shopping bag. Well, did you examine the bag? We had no reason to examine the bag. But, but if you believe Thomas, would you have a reason to examine the bag? Could, could I see that bag? What for? Oh, please, Lieutenant. Millsaps. That's right. That's what Thomas told me. Now, why would this person put the money in a shopping bag from Millsaps? Why? 
Well, because it was handy. Is it handy? Would it be handy to you? Does your wife shop in Millsaps? Oh, not all the money I make. Well, who does shop in Millsaps? People like the Sloans. Thomas and I were in service. I was housekeeper and he was chauffeur. Do you know the kind of people who shopped in Millsaps? Millionaires. Or people who were trying to make an impression. Well, anybody can get a shopping bag from anywhere. Well, this is the bag. Do you notice anything about it? Just a bag. Smell it. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it does have a nice smell to it. Mm-hmm. Perfume. Do you notice anything distinctive about it? Nah. All perfume smells alike to me. Yeah, but they're not alike. And even though it's faint, you you smell it again. It's very, uh... Fresh. Uh, uh, fresh, mm. yeah. It smells like uh, flowers. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, fresh flowers, not phony ones. Yeah, well, it should. You couldn't buy a more expensive perfume. Mrs. Sloan used it. That's how I know it. For crying out loud. You mean this could be Mrs. Sloan's shopping bag? No. Both Sloan's are dead. Wonderful people. That's why Thomas and I retired early. Well, then why does this bag smell from that perfume? Why? Evidently, somebody bought some. Sure. Wouldn't it be wrapped up? And, and how would that odor last so long anyhow? Because I think it was improperly wrapped. And for some reason, the bottle may have been cracked. I think if you look closely, this might be a stain. Yeah? Now, whatever the reason, we still have the fragrance. Yeah, but where does this get you? Perhaps we could find out who bought the perfume. Yeah. And what would that prove? Well, it would prove who owned the shopping bag. Oh, please, Lieutenant. You must admit there could be something to it. The name of the perfume is Fleur de Nuit. Look, it doesn't add up to anything. Maybe. It all depends on who is doing the figuring. Mrs. Timmons, I am uh, Madame Lafarge. Oh, yes. Uh, I have just come from France... I am associated with the company that manufactures Fleur de Nuit. Oh, oh, of course. Well, I am traveling to visit all of the places that have been making such good sales for our perfume. And your store, Millsaps, it leads the rest. (laughs) Well, thank you. We do do a very good job with it. Uh, We are the most exclusive perfume. Oh, no question about it. And I should like personally to write a letter of appreciation to each and every one of our customers. I think that's a marvelous idea. Uh, So, uh, do you have for me a listing of those who have purchased uh, Fleur de Nuit from this establishment? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Oh, good. I can have it sent to your hotel, madam. Uh, Where are you staying? Oh, it is not a large list, no? It would have, oh, 15, 20 names, I suppose. Oh, but then, perhaps, since I am here now, I could wait, if it is no trouble. Oh, it's no trouble at all. Oh, uh, there's a young lady who had a problem, I remember. Oh, a problem? Oh, yes, you see, she'd been shopping in the store, she bought a bottle of perfume, and she claimed that when she arrived home, we had sold her a broken bottle. Oh! We made good, naturally, but you might drop her a special note. Oh, I shall, I shall. Oh, she raised quite a fuss, (laughs) stormed into my office. She isn't our typical Millsaps customer. 
a rather brassy, if I do say so, vulgar young woman. But what can you do? It isn't the old days when you could simply refuse to sell that sort. Today there are laws. Uh, it's pity. Anyone with money is as good as anyone else. I remember her name. Maudie Drake. Here, I'll write it down for oh. you. A.T. Balboa. Oh, my, how that place has come down to. Maudie Drake. Yes. Mm. I suppose a letter from you would help matters considerably. Oh, but yes. After all, anyone who can spend $200 for a bottle of perfume is entitled to a letter, whether they deserve it or not. as, of all things, a detective. Of course, she doesn't have a license, which could get her into trouble with the law. And she doesn't have experience, which could get her into trouble with the underworld. It is this type of double jeopardy that we shall follow in Act Three shortly. yourself has become almost mandatory these days if one is to survive the financial crunch. We have more and more people learning how to cope with their autos, appliances, plumbing, electricity. However, it's one thing to be a do-it-yourself house painter. It's quite another to be a do-it-yourself detective. Yeah? I am Madame Lafarge. So? I am a directoire in the Fleur de Nuit perfumes. Oh, sure. Well, come on in. Oh, thank you. No, I, I am told you had the most unfortunate experience. Oh, yeah. Well, the store made it good. Oh, I am so happy. I mean, I had to straighten out that dame. The one in the store. Oh, then there are no more complaints. No. Everything's a-okay. Oh, may I ask, if why do you purchase Fleur de Nuit? Because it is the most expensive perfume you can buy. Oh. You see, madame, I learned a lesson. Mm -hmm. You want a man to have respect for you? He's got to treat you to the best. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I live in this apartment. You couldn't pay more for one like it. My clothes, everything. And that is why you buy things in Millsaps. Because it is the most expensive store in town. Oh, Good. It is a philosophy of life that has its points. Thank you very much. And I hope you will continue to enjoy Fleur de Nuit. Until they come up with one that's more expensive. <laughs> it's about time you got here, Harry. What's the matter? Well, I don't know. A dame. An old dame came by the apartment. So? Well, she gave me a song and dance about working for the Fleur de Nuit Perfume Company. Why should it be a song and a dance? 
You threw away enough of my good dough on that slop. Well, she had a French accent. Why not? She works for a French perfume company, doesn't she? It was a phony French accent. What do you know about it? I used to be in show business. <laughs> you call where you did show business? I guess so. You sure showed plenty. Now, look, one thing I got is an ear. This was an old dame from the Midwest that was putting on a French accent. So, I followed her when she left. What do you mean? Well, she got into a bus, I got into a cab. Where'd she go? Down to the fisherman's dock. Yeah? Then she got on a boat. It was called the Becky Ann. And then what'd she do? Nothing. She just sat there. I don't know what you're trying to make of it. We better find out who she is. And Lieutenant Sims? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Uh, come here, come here. Sit down. Oh, thank you. Now, tell me, who's Morty Drake? What do you know about Morty Drake? Oh, nothing. Do you know anything about her? Why? Oh, that, that shopping bag? Yeah. Now, I traced it to a Miss Morty Drake, 80 Balboa. What do you mean you traced it? How, how did you trace it? Well, I, I went to Millsaps. Yes? And they told me that the shopping bag must have been used by a Miss Morty Drake. Well, no, I, I deduced that. You did? Well, how? Well, they told me she had bought a bottle of Fleur de Nuit perfume that turned out to have been broken. They told you that? Yeah. Now, the lady who was the manager told it to me. Yeah? Mm. What what made her tell you that? I mean, how did the subject happen to come up? Well, you see, I told her that I was a representative of the perfume company. I wanted to write a letter of appreciation to all of our customers. Now, one thing just led to another. You're saying that you went in there under false pretenses? Now, if I'd have gone there under true pretenses, she wouldn't have talked to me at all. Well, what you did was illegal. You impersonated... I didn't some... impersonate a police officer. Now, look, you, you just can't do this. Well, you're not doing anything. At least I located the bag for you. All right, all right. I just hope you didn't do anything else. Well, I... I went to see Miss Morty Drake. You what? Miss Morty Drake. At 80 Balboa. This girl, this Morty Drake, runs around with some very tough people. Well, I assumed as much. Well, you just can't do things like that. Why not? Because uh, you're not a police officer. Suppose she saw through you. For what reason? But these are tough, smart people. They suspect anything, everybody. How good was your French accent? Oh, well, it was good enough to fool Mrs. Timmons at Millsaps. Yeah? Mm. Well, I can only hope it fooled Miss Morty Drake. Where you been, Morty? Checking out the old dame. She's not French. Okay, she doesn't have to be. It's part of her act for a job. Look at all these guys that work in French restaurants. See how they put it on. Her name is Mrs. Ella Granby. Yeah? You never heard it before? Granby. Granby. Why is it familiar? Her husband picked up your dough that night on the dock. Wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. You left it there for Leo to pay for all that grass. But stupid Leo goes to the wrong pier. So that's who she is, huh? What's she poking around for? She's telling the cops her husband found the dough. She's trying to prove he's telling the truth. 
How'd she ever find you? The bag. The one you left the dough in. It's just a shopping bag. How could she trace it? It's not just a shopping bag. It's from Millsaps. Why did you have to use that? It was the only one in the house. And why did you have to insist we should buy that marijuana with the dough? Because the dough is hot. What else could we do with it? Whose idea was to stick up at that bank in the first place? You should have known they'd have the money registered. Who said not to worry about it? There were ways to wash it clean, huh? Ah, ah, what's the use of all this talk? The old lady's got us over a bell. Oh, let's get out of town. No, not yet. Ask yourself, why is the dame poking around? I don't know. Think. It's because the cops are cold on this. It's her idea. Why should the cops bother? They got this chump, her husband. He can take the fall for the stick-up. They're happy. No, she's freelancing on her own. Harry, what do we do if the cops begin to believe her? What can happen? Well, the cops will know I bought perfume and mill saps. Yeah, and then what? Well, that'd mean I had a shopping bag like the one the money was found in. Yeah, so? Well, you and me, we're tied to it. Listen to the DA, will you? <sighs> this is a trial now. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, money from the bank stick-up was found in a shopping bag from Millsaps. Oh, Harry. It is a known fact that Morty Drake buys his stuff there. Ergo, and to wit, demonstrandum, this proves that Morty Drake and her paramour, one Harry Watts, are guilty of the crime. <laughs> now, what jury would believe that, huh? We gotta get rid of her. Uh-uh. All we have to do is sit tight. Harry, all I know is this old dame was smart enough to find me. Therefore, she's got to be smart enough to convince the cops sooner or later. Isn't it a gorgeous day, Morty? Yeah. day like this seems wrong to kill somebody. Harry, this is something that's got to be done. All right. All right. Well, she don't know you, so you go ahead in. Yeah. Hey, lady. Yes? Is this uh, boat going anyplace? You want to hire it? How about a little spin around the bay? Cost you $15. Why not? Well, come aboard then. Uh, you want to take those heavy shoes off, huh? Oh, yeah, sure. Ready to go? Just hold it a second. What are you waiting for? We're waiting for me. Oh. How do you do, Madame Lafarge? Just keep the engine going, please, and head out. What do you want? The way it is, your husband's got to be guilty of the bank holdup. And we can't have you freelancing around till the cops finally get wise. What makes you think they're not wise now? You wouldn't be running around playing amateur Sherlock. Oh, no. You're in it all by yourself. So, you folks robbed that bank, huh? A little bit of help from a few friends. I guess you wanted to use some of the money to buy drugs. And, uh, you got your signals mixed. Am I right? You're really a very intelligent lady. I'm sorry we have to make this trip. Oh, what's going to happen to me? Looks a little rough. You could fall overboard. Well, everyone knows I can swim. Well, we could arrange something to take care of that. I'm sorry, but 
That's the way it is. Now, let's see. Uh, you confessed to robbing the bank, huh? You threatened to kill me and throw me overboard. Like I say, I'm sorry. I don't go around looking for this kind of thing. So, now, everything you said is part of the record. What, Reagan? Well, all boats keep records of everything that happens. Or they should. It's called a, a ship's log. Now, mine is being kept by a crew member who's just below. He's moonlighting. His real job is with the city police. His name is Lieutenant Sims. Well, hello there. Is everybody having a nice trip? <laughs> I thought I knew everything about you. But look, all this time you were an actress. You're also a detective. And you kept it all hidden. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I guess it's just as well that uh, we don't know everything about each other. Is there something I don't know about you? All these years, I wanted to be a crook. <laughs> Is that true? Mm. Real smooth gentleman type of crook, you know. <laughs> well, you sure kept it hidden. <laughs> That's one of those things you toy with. Mm. But that night when I saw the money... And I thought it could be all mine. Well, there was my life's ambition. Now, aren't you ashamed of yourself? I'm lucky. What kind of crook could be successful if he's married to a detective like you? the things we don't know about each other, there is also so much we don't know about ourselves. What is it that we really want to accomplish? Who is it that we really want to be? Not publicly, but somewhere deep in the recesses of our very private psyche. I shall return to develop this further shortly. Hello, this is James Perfumes of Araby shall not sweeten his hand, said Shakespeare. And so, perfume once again figures in a story. Had the lady not had expensive tastes, she would have been free today. And there is a justice in this, because perfume, which is meant to hide and disguise, was used this time to expose and reveal. Our cast included Bryna Rayburn, Robert Dryden, Joe Silver, and Evie Juster. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Well, all right, Frank. What is it that uh, plagues you? Those bells there, hanging over the west window. Mm, yes, yes, I was admiring them. Beautiful, beautiful ancient art. I am always waiting for one of them to ring. By yourself? Without anyone touching it or even being near it. They have rung by themselves? One of them has. 
Now, I know it sounds impossible, absurd, but I find I wake up at night trembling, and then I can't get back to sleep. I, I lie awake for hours waiting. Here, when I'm at work at this desk as I'm sitting now, I am, I am filled with fear. Even as I talk to you, I'm waiting for that sound. No one hits it. It doesn't even move. A tone just comes out of it. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. for joining us for the WAKR Radio Mystery Theater. We hope you've enjoyed tonight's mystery and that you'll join us again tonight at 11.15 for the WAKR Radio Mystery Theater. Tell your friends about the best in radio drama exclusively at Akron Canton on 1590 WAKR. Until tonight.